Today's show is all about the NBA as we discuss the MVP race along with who our contenders are in the East and the West. We'll get a little bit into the Pro Bowl as we dial up and get ready for the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Mr. Brown, you put out an interesting, interesting topic today. We haven't talked much NBA all year, but you wanted to throw out there the best NBA team in history. Yeah, it's uh, talking about the 86-87 Lakers, the 95-96 Bulls, 85-86 Celtics, and the uh, 2016-17 Warriors. So uh, it's a combination of teams, a couple from the, the two hottest teams from the 80s. The beloved Bulls from the 90s and uh, today's uh, fad, I'm going to call them a fad, the, the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can call them a fad when they've won uh, you know, a few titles here now and it looks like there's no signs of slowing down. The, uh, I the, say it's a fad because how many Warriors fans did you know 20 years ago? Oh, I mean, I, I like Chris Mullen back in the day a little bit. I remember Chris Webber going behind the back. Tim Hardaway. I mean, they weren't my team. but you know. Latrell Sprewell. You can't pay me $7 million. How am I supposed to feed my family? I'll choke you. <laughs> so, so I mean, there there are some people that are hitting us up on social media and, and letting us know that their teams weren't recognized. So, we're going to go ahead and apologize. They're they're not getting recognized. We're sticking to just the four now. Biggie, Mr. Brown, you guys are Bulls fans, right? Correct. Absolutely. Yes. All right. All right so, full disclosure. I want you to make the case. For one of the other teams beside the Bulls, then, because I already know where your heart is, and tell me if I'm wrong, Biggie, you're all in on the Bulls, right? 110. percent Mr. Brown, you're all in on the Bulls, right? Absolutely. All right, give me one of the other ones that would beat the Bulls. You got to tell me why. Mr. Brown, you go ahead. <laughs> he don't want to tackle it. You want to say who would beat the Bulls? Yeah, you, 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 you give me a compelling argument. Swallow your pride a little bit. And tell me how one of these other teams could beat the Bulls. I mean, absolutely. The the, the teams listed on there, I think the Celtics and um, the Lakers, would they pretty much are a wash and they would counter each other out. It's got to be the Golden State Warriors because of the style of play. you got to determine what types of rules are you playing by. But I feel like the Warriors, where they play the different type of game, they'd have more possessions. They would shoot way more threes than the Bulls are ever used to seeing. They would have to make an adjustment, and my only question is, would they adjust too late when they're already down by you know, 9, 12 points? I would think that uh, that Celtics team, I'm looking at 80s, 90s basketball, the three-pointer isn't as big of a part of the game, and you got the greatest Celtics team in the history of basketball, the best team of the 80s, and firing on all cylinders. They could do it on both ends of the court. They shared the ball as well that year as the Warriors do uh, in the current day, I like Larry Bird, peak Larry Bird. You had guys off the bench, Ainge, Carr, uh, Kevin McHale before he broke his foot and started to die. I just like that <laughs> team. And, you know, if it gets tight and they don't like how things are going and MJ's tongue is weighing in a little too much, they'll just clothesline him at the hoop. See, I, I don't think the Celtics have enough guard play to hang with the Bulls in that game. And I also think that I like my chances with Pippen guarding Larry Bird, even a peak Larry Bird. I think Pippen's length would give him problems, and I think that Dennis Rodman would uh, be a formidable opponent for Kevin McHale. So you're going right back into making a case for the Bulls. See how long that took? It took like I'm two minutes. I'm just saying against right the Celtics. Sorry. Well, I mean, I, I, I tried I was... hard. I tried to take a different angle, somebody <laughs> other than the Warriors, and I just couldn't sell it. I just because it's the Bulls, and we know it's the Bulls. I've I just wanted to condition the conversation a little bit because I, I have already made my stance clear that the Golden State Warriors would absolutely destroy the Chicago Bulls. And I don't even think it would be close. And this is why. Athletically, I know it hasn't been that long, but we're 20 years removed from the Bulls dynasty, if you want to feel old. And the Warriors... Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Wow. The Warriors are twice the athletes that, that the Bulls were when you look at the entire team. Now, I'm not going to say that about Jordan because I think Jordan is a generational talent that could play anywhere. Or Pippen. I think, I think Pippen might be a little closer 
you know, Rodman was scrappy. Maybe he could. But then as you start getting into the role players, I think it falls apart. You the, know Rodman would take Draymond Green out of the game. How, He'd be ejected in the, by the start of the second quarter. How do you know Draymond Green doesn't take Rodman out of the game? No, no. I never saw Draymond Green come out and drag, man. Rodman was crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not crazy. <laughs> but, you know, how, how it depends, again, it depends on how you play by the rules. Rodman would get a flagrant two in the first quarter in most games nowadays. That's true. So let, let's let's temper the conversation this way. It's playground ball. There's no refs. It's just five on five, you know, no bench, nothing like that. You just take your starting five against the Warriors starting five. So the Bulls, Warriors, they line up. How does that game go? We're playing to 21, ones and twos, no free throws. Call your own fouls. If it's playground ball, the Bulls are going to destroy them. Why? Because the Warriors are soft. They're not used to playing any kind of defense. Here's the one thing I'll say to that. The Bulls would win, but I don't feel like they destroy them because playground basketball, the Warriors just need Curry or one of those guys to get a little hot on a run to hit four or five shots. All of a sudden, a game that's going to be 21-7 is 21-17. Do you not think, though, in playground ball, there's a lot of mental will there, and I think Jordan would break those guys down mentally because – if you're calling your own fouls, he's the king of trash talk. He's going to be so far in their heads. There's no refs there to save him. What's going to happen? They're going to fold like a freaking lawn chair. Yeah, and there's nobody on that Warriors team that I would consider mentally tough. Playground basketball. No, wait your- a minute. Wait a minute. You want to come out and you want to break them down as not being mentally tough just because of the era they play in. You're talking about pure athletic talent. These guys – are great at what they do. And just because they're not playing in a league where they let more get away, they've just evolved to what the game is now. They're playing the way the game is. Don't think for a second they couldn't sit out there and play the exact same way that you're talking about. Just because now you got social... Could you imagine what we would all think about Michael Jordan if social media was out then? He wouldn't even be held anywhere close to the same esteem because we would think he's a degenerate gambler, which he is anyway. I would say we know he's a degenerate gambler, but here's my thing about mental toughness. You win 73 games, you push hard, you want every record, you're up 3-1 and you fold in the finals. You're not mentally tough. Get out of here with that. What's your rebuttal? That, that's, yeah. not play, that's not playground ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to go the whole route and blame the NBA for that happening and the way they uh, they took that from him, but you know LeBron had to get the title for Cleveland, so it was kind of I would liken it to the uh, the Saints Rams game, maybe a little bit like that. I mean, we could sit here and all debate this all day long. So for those of you that haven't voted on it, get on the page and vote. Strike up some conversation. Tell us why you think your team would win, and uh, we'll keep it rolling because I think any of those teams you could uh, make a case for. Because they're obviously on there for a reason. So I'm personally picking the Bulls. And I think it's outstanding that 20 years ago was the dynasty. <laughs> I'm still a Bulls fan. So I should get a token for that. So we, we could argue about the NBA forever, about the, the best of all time. Because the fact of the matter is you can't compare eras anyway. It's impossible. So looking at, at the, the game this year, which we haven't talked much about NBA because football kind of dominates until then. NBA is smart to have their all-star break when they do because they know that's that's when it's their game for the rest of the year because then you just got baseball starting and it's just them too. So for right now, who is your MVP in the NBA? For me, it's the Greek freak. What he has done on wait, that wait, team. Wait, wait, you, wait. You cannot use that unless you can say his name. Well, damn, then I got to pick James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> just call him Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I watched him play yesterday. Uh, they played Oklahoma City, and it seems like Giannis is having a tough game. He's funneling the ball around a little bit. Uh, normally dominant towards the basket, not as much. But perimeter shooter still developing. You get towards the end of the game, and he's got a career high seven blocks, and he's got like thirteen rebounds. And I watched the game, and I'm like. Okay, he he played okay, and you look at his stat line, he's just dominant. I think that uh, if he played in a different market other than Milwaukee, he would be up there with Harden. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. So, yeah, 
you know, they're 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 probably going to be one of the main teams out of the East just because they're so bad, and I think he's so good. Can you tell me anybody else that's on his team? Calvin Brogdon, former Virginia Cavalier. <laughs> uh, they got that Middleton guy. I was just testing the small market theory, that's all. Don't forget Thon Maker for now. <laughs> <laughs> he wants a bigger role. I think you say it like Thon. Anyway, I know it's Maker. Thon. Um, hey, but to take your uh, thing a little bit further, Biggie, he is averaging 26 and a half a game, shooting 58% from the field, almost 13 rebounds and six assists. So he's a stud. There's a reason why they picked him to be the all-star captain alongside King James. So that's a good pick. So I, I'm going in a, in a different direction and I, I'm not sold on anybody right now because the game's still early, but one of the things that that's sticking out to me is there's a guy who has has definitely made his team better this year, and not saying Giannis hasn't, but you know we all know that he kind of carries that team when he's back. Are you giving any attention or any any admiration at all to Paul George right now? I think that he's balling. I think he made the best decision of his life to stay in Oklahoma City. It fits him perfectly, and he is playing so well this year. I think he's going to be. First team All NBA to end of the season. I mean, the guts it takes to. I mean, they lost to the Jazz right in the in the playoffs last year in the first round. Like you know yep. how easy it is to walk away from that. And for whatever reason, this year, and you got to think, you know, they they had the Carmelo stuff, and I mean, just they have figured out who they are. They have one of the better records in the Western Conference right now, and. You know, for I personally, I've always thought Westbrook is one of those guys you can't win a title with because I think he has to dominate the ball so much, and I think he's a a control freak. But now I'm seeing Paul George, you know, do what he's doing, and I think he's averaging career round points. What's he like, 28, 29 points a game? Yeah, I think he's averaging nine rebounds, five assists, something like that. I mean, and and didn't they just beat the Bucks? Didn't didn't he? In fact, didn't he just posterize your boy Giannis in that game? Well, he did it inside and outside. He hit like seven or eight threes. He had four or five in the second quarter. I mean, he was he was the guy to see. I mean, I think he's officially back from that injury. He got his feet underneath him. He's he's found his role in this. And this team is starting to play well. Maybe Billy Donovan's working some magic. I mean, I also think though they have to be so grateful that Camelo is gone because I feel like not only was he coming back from an in- injury, but uh, you got Carmelo there, the team killer, wanting to shoot and do nothing else. And it was it was taking away shots from uh, George and uh, Westbrook. So, I mean, they're a solid one-two punch. I mean, what team isn't happy Carmelo's gone? He, uh, he is the most overrated player in the history of the NBA, in my opinion. He's a fire hydrant on defense. That's all I And he's on our beloved Bulls, technically. <laughs> they don't ever play. Yeah, Oklahoma City's sitting third in the West right now. That's pretty good. Boy, uh, Denver's playing between them. Golden State will end up running away with first, but you're looking at second or third in the West with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. They're they're going to pass. They're going to go by Denver quick, I think. All right, well, I hate to be the voice of reason, but both of you guys are wrong. Is it LeBron? Absolutely, yeah. Um, It's got to be James Harden because – he uh, he's putting up scoring numbers that we haven't seen since the great Will Chamberlain. He's doing things that even Michael Jordan didn't do scoring wise this year. He's got he makes Patrick Ewing's walk look like it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he does that jump step back and shoots a three with like, and he he don't do have a pivot foot. He has he just jumps both feet back and shoots a three, and and no one cares. But anyways, he's averaging 36 points a game. 36 points a game. I'm gonna say it again. And seven rebounds and eight assists a game. And he's doing it all by himself. Majority of these points are unassisted. He's keeping Houston in the playoff race. And uh, I don't think he'll be able to sustain it playoff time because the wear and tear is going to catch up to him. But he will be your league MVP once more. Why well, You just said why he won't be. And, and look, I think what he's doing is, is miraculous. It's remarkable. It's impressive. It's unbelievable. I think for the month of January, he's going to average over 45 points a game. I mean, he's he's a psycho out there, but he's going to kill himself. There's no way he sustains this. He's rather going to get hurt 
or he's going to fall apart so bad at the end of the year that I think he's going to take himself out of the MVP discussion. Even if his stats are there, I think he's going to be exhausted. He's got about 30 games left regular season. I think he'll maintain it, but then in the playoffs, he won't be able to, he won't be able to do it. So I, I think he'll win MVP based on his scoring alone, just my opinion. Now, he did it last year. He's going to do it again. Now, some people will tell you that because he's doing all this unassisted, it makes him a worse player. Do you oh, buy that? No, I I, I think a lot of that's due to the fact that Chris Paul's not been playing. But uh, he's definitely a different type of player than, you know, you, you have uh, like a Steph Curry or a Clay Thompson getting all these points off of assists. And all he basically does is drive down the floor, dribble for a while, and then pop a, uh, a three after he walks six times. But, you know, it's whatever works for you, I guess. Yeah, to me, it's a regular season award. He can continue somewhat towards the rate he's going. He's going to be trash when the playoffs come around but he finishes this season at 35 or 36 a game with eight assists seven rebounds he'll win another mvp they'll be out of the playoffs in the first round but he'll be league mvp regular season yeah i mean right now they're fifth in the west and he's pretty much did that all by himself um they've got uh paul's been out is it clint capella mm-hmm. uh the, the crazy center with the the orange hair on the spot, is that like a birth thing or is that just a style thing? No, that's it's like a Rasheed Wallace thing, right? Is it? I think so. I mean, it makes him stand out, so I like it, you know, but he's out. They just signed uh, the Ferriad, I think is how you say it. How do you say it? I don't know. You Dude, how do you say that, Biggs? Kenneth Fareed. 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 So he's starting a center for him right now. If that tells you anything, they got him off the scrap pile and they're fifth in the West. Well, they did just get Chris Paul back. I think that'll help if he can stay healthy because he's like a, a a leveling agent by himself to help, help smooth things out. Uh, once you get to Chris Paul's age and you've that hamstring's that bad, it's just waiting to go again. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it got. It, how many times has he had the hurt hamstring now? I mean, it goes back to last year at least. I think it's the third or fourth time that he's missed significant, significant games between. It happened twice to him last year. Second time was uh, game five, six, whatever it was in conference finals. Now this year, I don't know if he had issues with it when he was with the Clippers or not, but it's at least three times that he's missed a number of games because of that hamstring injury. Gives him more time for them state farm commercials. I mean, so do you all have in the Eastern Conference, we've talked about a player in the Eastern Conference. Is there like a particular team that's a surprise to you, either in a positive or a negative way, in the Eastern Conference? The Nets. And why the Nets? And are they good or bad? <laughs> in a good way. The Nets got hot. They started out, God, I can't remember what they started out, 9-18, and 9-19. and 19, But uh, they're like 18-4, and 18-5 since then. They're 27-24 and 24 on the season, and the first – 28 games, they were 10 under 500. They're playing really good ball, and they're doing it without their best player, Levert. I mean, I'm surprised right. that the Cavs are doing so poorly. I mean, hell, they were in the finals last year. Yeah. <laughs> what did now that fall the, off? The Zion sweepstakes. <laughs> they're, they're playing for the draft lottery. They're going to have to get the frozen envelopes out again. Are they going to get the ping pong ball again with this next generational talent? God, there should be a rule that that can't happen. Would that be their fourth number one pick in the last 14, 15 years since LeBron? Well, they'll just trade him away again in four years whenever LeBron comes back to Cleveland. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think if you get in the top three there, you're doing well. Obviously, everybody knows about Zion. You got uh, that other dude. What's his name uh, from Duke? RJ Barrett. Yeah. He might be the better pro prospect. That's what I hear. And then Have you seen the dude from Murray State, Morant, Biggie? No. You got to watch his clips because I saw a uh, projection where the Bulls could possibly pick him at three. Because, you know, everybody's watching Murray State. Dude, he, he's a madman. I've seen the highlights. You've got, like, just you, said the, you said the name to me earlier, and I didn't know who it was. And John you said Morant. Murray, you said Murray State, and I'm like, oh, that guy. Just, I'm just telling you, look him up. He, he's a he's coming up the draft board pretty high. They're saying he's definitely going to be top five. Now, Murray State typically – is a tournament team, so maybe a little March Madness here? Uh, like Steph Curry did with Davidson. Yeah, right. Yeah. Same thing. All right, so I got two in the Eastern Conference. I mean, it's obvious now, but I'm quite shocked 
that Milwaukee's sitting atop of the East, and everyone knew about Boston, everyone knew about uh, Toronto, and even Indianapolis or Indy, oh. Indiana. Um, the Pacers are done; uh, their guards out for the year, yeah. so they're they're going to fall they're off quick. But uh, I think I'm more shocked that Boston's fifth than Milwaukee that they're first. Just that Boston's underperforming. Correct. I'd agree. With those guys being back healthy, you thought they were just going to rule the East to be sitting down that far, at least at this point in the season. It's a big surprise to me, too. So is Brad Stevens just better at working with less than he is working with superstars? I think so. He's better at getting more out of less. It's a little difficult when you have that much talent to try and get everybody to accept the roles because Tatum and Brown came to stardom last year starting in the playoffs. Well, now all of a sudden these guys aren't getting the same type of minutes. As a young player, it's hard to have that same production. You're trying to work Hayward back in off that injury, and he's had a couple of glimpses of what he once was. But it's kind of hit or miss on who's going to show up each night other than Horford and Irving. I'll tell you what, Hayward just don't look right. He does not look like the same player that was on the Jazz. Nope. It's going to be a year before he gets back. It'll be kind of like when we were talking about Paul George. It's going to take a while to get back. You got to get to a point where maybe he completely forgets about that injury every time he jumps. I mean, I think the Eastern Conference is still like easily outmatched, but it is nice to know there's like five teams that can win this thing. Well, four now that Indy's out. I mean, I would consider Milwaukee and Toronto two legitimate contenders. Like, very legitimate. Like, could even scare the Western Conference, potentially, you know. But, I, you know, I think Philly is just fun to watch, but no. they're they're nothing else. They have no you shooters, and Jimmy Butler's a cancer, he, and now he's there, and they're done. Says the Bulls fan. No, he is this. <laughs> no, he have is. you seen how bad he is I now? I know he is. He's already requesting. They're already rumblings that the Philly's going to trade him for the end of the year. <laughs> What about the the fact that you got Kyrie out there calling his boy Bron Bron out in L.A. again, you know, trying to get advice and apparently listening to him like he's the old sage? I mean, is Boston just too far gone? They're they're out of this conversation, right? Oh my God! If you're a Celtics fan, your face is one of those where you're just putting it down into your palms right now because before the season started, Kyrie had come out. It said that after free agency, he was going to go ahead and re-sign with the Celtics. It was at least going to do a one-year deal and go from there. Now you're thinking, God, trade deadline's coming up. What are we doing here? We might not have Kyrie after this summer because of his deal, and he's part of the Rose thing. We can't trade for AD. What's going on here? We're fifth in the Eastern Conference. It's these last couple weeks, and Kyrie butting up with LeBron. That If I was a Celtics fan, I'd be losing my shit right now. I mean, I think he's as good as gone. I mean, because... He wants out, right? He, I think he's not going to stay. I mean, he was all like in Cleveland with LeBron, like LeBron's still my thunder. I want to be the guy, and then now I'm the guy. And this is hard. <laughs> he don't have what it takes to be the guy. That's what I've heard too. He wanted out from under LeBron so bad, then he got into the stardom in Boston, got injured, it got stolen from him a little bit, and he's realized, yeah, I'm not that guy. I just want to play ball. I'm more. Kevin Durant, I just want to hoop. And I am LeBron James put me in front of the camera every night. Now it's it's pretty much uh because they did really good without him last year, right? Like that that was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think yeah, his best work was, his best work was Uncle Drew. That's just my personal yeah. opinion. I haven't seen it yet. I it's, I watched it's it on good. a fire stick. It's it's not a bad watch. Good laugh. I mean, you, you got you got Shaq and Reggie to uh keep it interesting and Chris Webber as the as the preacher man. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. I, I I like the the concept. I mean, I, I just you know, I haven't got around to seeing it now. Now, if they would have ever made a Grandma movie back in the day, that would have been all right. Yeah, Nate Probably. Robinson was in there. The uh, what's some nicknames for Nate? Wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> so, guy. Well, uh, we were looking at Nate Robinson earlier, and it was uh, Nate the Great. Um, there was there's one that I'm definitely thinking of, but you know, I don't know if it's appropriate anymore, but. If you Google Nate Robinson nicknames, it There's is four of them. What, what was it? See which one you like the best. Wait, I'm going to just bring it up because I can't remember now. Hey, not to be discriminatory, Lisa Leslie's also in that movie. She's the preacher's old lady. Oh, she was good though. Yeah. What was her name in that? You remember her handle on that? No, I've seen it twice, but it's been a while, and I'm hey, old she and like dumb. Ch- she like chased him down in the van. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're sneaking him out the back so they can go play. All right, so Nate Robinson. I don't know if they referred to him in the credits in the movie or anything else, but it was Crypto Nate, the biggest little man, Nate the Great. And then in 2019, it still comes up and says that his nickname was the Killer Midget. <laughs> That's the best of them all. Well, we're going to revisit little Nate here after a while. Wait, was it? There was a state. Was it North Dakota? It might have been North Dakota, or it could have been Oregon. I can't remember. That they are uh, making dwarf tossing in, in bars illegal? Was that where you live? Uh, we toss short people all the time up here, and so far you don't get arrested for it. I think that was Moscow. No, it was It was in the U.S. <laughs> well, I'm not coming up there, Biggs, because I don't want you to throw something out when you try to toss me. Uh, it was Washington <laughs> State. Washington State, my bad. See, look, there it is. I don't want him to pull something. I might pull something. Uh, yeah, it was Washington State. <laughs> so we're, we were jumping all over the, uh, the fact that Kyrie might get traded, but someone did come out today. And say they wanted traded. Where is Anthony Davis going? And more importantly, is he going to be a Laker? I think that him coming out and asking for a trade right now, him and LeBron share an agent, it's to try and force a trade to L.A. Because the best trade possible for the Pelicans is to wait until the season's over and trade them to the Celtics. They can offer you the most. Yeah, I read today that it uh, looks like the uh, Knicks and the Lakers are preparing a trade package for him. Uh, I will say this. We just brought up my man, Nate Robinson. Um, same type of thing here with AD because I don't know if you know this or not, but if, even, if, even if your agent comes out and requests a trade or demands a trade like that, it's considered tampering. And uh, the last time this happened was Nate Robinson, and he got fined 25 k So they got to be a little more discreet about it. I'm sure AD will be okay with the 25. No, I'm sure he man, will be too. It's, check it, his, might, it might be worth it for him to put it out there to get everybody excited. Check his couch cushions, right? Hey, LeBron's not playing on the court, but he's doing a lot of work off of it. By the time he's back, he'll have new teammates and a new head coach. I mean, did you see the package they were saying they would have to give up? They're talking about Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Egram, and possibly a first-round draft pick all to go to New Orleans for uh, – AD. I mean, you're giving up your whole team for what three years of LeBron and however long you're able to get AD under contract for. And you know the crazy thing about that trade is that AD, if he were to stay healthy his entire career, could be a top ten player by the time he's done. He's that skilled. But he yeah, has if trouble. he stays on a garbage team like New Orleans, well, no, he is he's super a, he's a, talented. He's a good player. Now I'm telling you right now, he's going to fall off the cliff. Whenever he goes to another team, has a superstar. Remember me saying this on January 28th, that AD is one of those guys that can be the best player on a bad team, but he can't lead you anywhere. He's never going to win anything. He's not Chris Bosh. That's he, what you're painting him as. He's going to be. He's Chris Bosh. He's not. He's Kevin Love. No, he's, he's not he's, Chris Bosh. Watch what happens. I'm telling you, he's a player definitely. like. He's not Chris Bosh. Watch what happens. A player like him. He will flourish because LeBron has no problem passing the ball. Watch what happens. I'm going to say this. For all you LeBron lovers out there, because I don't I don't have the same uh, belief that Chad DeMarc has, so I feel that once they – if they would trade for AD and have LeBron and they would go on like a little playoff push here, um, don't give me the crap that LeBron, he, he brought this garbage team, you know, from the – from the depths of hell, and then <laughs> and then drove him up to the Western Conference Finals. No, he was that was LeBron the GM. Okay, that ain't LeBron the player. The Two GM. different things. So GM. get off his jock and be realistic. Sorry, Biggs. No, I'm just gonna pound on top of that. He went to Miami when they already had Wade and Boss was signed. He went back to Cleveland where his heart was after Kyrie was there and there was a deal in place for Kevin Love. Now he's out to the Lakers, and at the end of this year, if they get AD, it's going to be, look at what LeBron did in his first year. We won this many more games. No, it wasn't LeBron the player. It was LeBron the GM. Is he an all-time great? Yeah, but get off his – get off him. Uh, what about LeBron? He's going to get Luke Walton fired now too. So who's he going to get to come be his next coach? Ty Lue's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, he, he, he needs a puppet, Chad. He does. We, we, we mentioned Mark Jackson before the show What's here. What's Brian Shaw doing these days? Brian Shaw. 
I, I mean, don't know. They could, they, could, they could put Dennis Rodman to come out there and drag, and they'd still be okay. Why can't they just – Is it? can you not do in the NBA like you could when Bill Russell was, you know, player coach? They might as well. You saw him get the clipboard last year. Well, you know what? I think it's because you can't be the GM and coach, right? Is that what it is? No, like you that. should be able to do that too. I just don't get it. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious because you have LeBron and then you have Magic – Part of the ownership group there. Who's gonna Who's gonna blink first? Because Magic knows his basketball. Is he gonna be like, you need to step down because I run the show, not you, LeBron. I don't care if you don't like Luke. I'll let him go when it's time. When I think it's time, I make the decisions. Is there gonna be a power struggle? I think there's a power struggle going on right now. It's just not at the forefront. I mean, because. Look how coveted Luke Luke Walton was when he left Golden State as an interim coach. Of course, with that talent, anybody would look good. I got it. Right. But he was the hottest thing in coaching when they plucked him away from Golden State. And now he's dog crap because he has no talent. And LeBron's like, I want him gone. Just, just get over it and play ball. Well, you know he's not drawing up plays in the huddle that they're running. He's He's got to look at LeBron and say, what do you want to run? What do you want to run? Like – I get it that you got you have a certain level that you can see to your star players no matter what team it is. It, it's what happens. But LeBron is a different level. LeBron is a different level altogether where it's his show, and that's how he's operated. And it's been like that ever since he got with Eric Spolster down in Miami. I mean, you know, that, that was – there's a reason why Pat Riley didn't come out and coach, right? I mean, he couldn't. There's no way. Could you imagine Riley in a huddle with LeBron? There's I, no way that would work. No, it wouldn't work. And, and and look, LeBron's earned it to a certain degree. Like, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. But at the end of the day, you're getting the results that you get. You know, when all those times in Cleveland where they couldn't get over the hump, it was GM LeBron that made that happen. Because coaching ain't going to change the game. Because at the end of the day, the coach is on the floor. But it was all the moves that he would make trying to bring those people in. Now we're going to see the same thing happen over in L.A. And and this is what it's going to be. They're not going to do anything this year. I'm t- I'm calling it right now. They'll get Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is going to help them out. But it's going to be what they lose in return. You know, they're going to lose Kuzma. They're going I to think l- that's the big one right there. Yeah, that, He's but, a potential superstar. But if you're the Pelicans, you're not you're not doing that deal without Kuzma, right? No, you got to have him. Like, I, I think like, he's the nice piece there. Yeah, you forget. For, who cares about the other ones? Lonzo Ball crap. You got to have Kuzma, and you got to have a first round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, and it could be a good draft pick you get too. But here's here's what's going to happen. Who's LeBron going to go recruit to come play out in La La Land with him next year? Because this is what it's really about. It's not about this year. We knew at the beginning of the season it wasn't about this year. It's going to be can he get Kawhi Leonard? Can he get you know Anthony Irving. Davis? You know who else can he grab? And that that's what it's going to come down to. I'm telling you right now, there ain't no way Kawhi Leonard's going out there, right? I, he, he's, he's a different a dude. He just bought a mansion out there, didn't he? On the beach. He's from that area, played his college ball at San Diego State. He, he'll play for the Clippers. He's not playing for LeBron. He's made that clear as far as uh, helping LeBron's legacy. LeBron could get Jimmy Butler. <laughs> you know, you talk about LeBron getting Luke Walton fired. Where's Magic going to stand at? His first year in Miami, he went to Pat Riley's office with Dwayne Wade, and they wanted Spolster out. And Riley said, no, he's your coach. You go down there and do what he tells you to. There's more details that. to I love that. that. Right. And look but, how it worked out because Riley said, yeah, I got the big balls here. Here's how it's done. You play the game. But at the same time, how many how many instances did we see the blatant disrespect LeBron James had for Eric Spolster while they were in Miami? Yeah, that's clear. God. God. And that's the thing. He can win in spite of himself. He's such an exceptional talent that he can be oblivious to the disruption he's causing by not getting behind the coach and, and saying all the right things because all the other players are just looking at him like he's the one in charge. And, and they still are successful you know, to a lesser degree this year. But once they get a couple pieces in the other superstar, because LeBron can't do it without at least one or two other superstars, it, it's not happening. I will say this. They've made it very clear that's not going to happen until they, the, they have an open roster spot. But – you watch and see, once they make that trade for AD, they're going to sign Carmelo, and he's going to kill that team because 
LeBron is dying to play with Carmelo before it's over with. And they said they would have an interest if they have an open roster spot. If you trade four for one or three for one for AD, there's your open roster spot, and I think they'll take that I think spot. you're right. I think you're right. And I think that'll be their downfall. It'll be Carmelo destroying yet another NBA team's hopes and dreams. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> so who's on the list? We got the Nuggets, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Rockets, and now the Lakers are next. Do we count the Bulls? Do you do enough damage here yet? He didn't even play. It doesn't matter. He's associated with your team right now. The cancer is spreading through the locker room it's as we like, speak. It's the silent killer. Can I go on the Bulls website and buy a Camaro Anthony Bulls jersey? You should. I don't know. You should. Just saying. If they're selling your jersey, it counts. So let's say, is AD going to the Lakers a foregone conclusion? Or do you think the Celtics really have a shot? The Celtics have the better package. I wonder if it's going to be a wetter, whether AD wants to go there or whatever, but... I think it's going to be more likely L.A. than Boston, but Boston could give a better package if they're willing to. Like, if I'm A.D., if I'm thinking where I'm going, because I'm going to play 10 years more, right? I, I still have a long career ahead of me. Oh, yeah. Do I want Do I want to be the man in L.A.? Because once LeBron's gone, then you know it's going to be your town. You go to Boston, they got a lot of pieces. In up. L.A., they would make him wax that brow. I'm telling you. I mean, they, Hollywood. they wax a lot of things in L.A. I mean, definitely the brow. They'd have to. That's his thing. Though. There's your trademark gone. So he's got to go to Boston. <laughs> to me, Boston. The eyebrow. I mean, seriously. Go ahead, Biggs. To me, if you are running the Pelicans, the only trade you can take is the Boston one. You wait it out regardless of how bad it gets uh, through the media with him not wanting to be there. That Boston trade, if you can get Tatum from Boston with that unprotected draft pick, it's the Herschel Walker trade of the NBA. Trading an injured player or a guy who can't always stay healthy for Tatum and unprotected unprotected draft picks. I just well, LA's the easy way out. Boston's a smart move. Well, let, let me ask you this, jumping on the, the Western Conference then, since you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen with, with AD. Let's say he goes to the Lakers. Are the Lakers a threat in the West? Is it still the Warriors? I mean, what, what's what's going to happen? I mean, we still got, you know, half the season to go. So, I mean, wh- how's the West shape up to you? To me, if they trade for AD, they're giving up all their depth. You're losing your depth and your second-best score in Kuzma. So, you ride through. If him and LeBron can both stay healthy, and that's really questionable with AD, you're a second-round team in the Western Conference. Maybe you push to the Western Conference Finals, but coming in next year, you're hoping to hit it big in free agency, or you're in the same spot, and LeBron's a year older. Well, they're not They're not looking like they're making the playoffs as of today. Who, the Lakers? Yep. I mean, they're currently in a nice spot right now. So they'd have to go on a run to not uh, have to have a uh, crazy matchup in the first round, which I'm not so sure they can or can't do, but – I mean, for me, I think that the uh, obviously Golden State's the prime there in in, the, in that conference. Um, OKC, I feel like it's going to do some damage. Uh, the biggest surprise for me in the West is the Denver Nuggets. How could they not be? But I don't know if they can sustain it because they're so young, and the playoffs are another animal. I mean, but uh, what's his name, Jokic? Yep, he's a beast. But I think they're legit. I just don't know if they can sustain it for a playoff run. But I, I like the uh, Denver Nuggets. What I wonder about Denver is, are they that team that puts it together in the regular season and looks good like the Minnesota Timberwolves in the early 2000s with KG where they have that good record in the regular season, they go out in the first round every year, or can they actually make a run in the playoffs? I don't think they can. I mean, I don't think they're stressed. They're probably just heading to the local bakery every Friday or, you know, and getting their brownies and whatnot. But uh, I don't. it don't seem like they're phased by the pressure, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah, when you're young, you tend not to pay as much attention to it, I think. You've seen the video with the get-back coach? That's one of the coolest things. I want to apply for that job. You think it's one of the coolest things? It creeps me out, the fact that a grown-ass man can't walk up and down a sideline without running into people. I mean, how is that even a thing? It's not even that. Like, how handsy is he with him? He is. It's not like he's, like, grabbing him by the arm or anything. It's around the waist. It, I mean, it's 
it's like they're doing the the mambo line there. He's pulling him back. I showed it to my wife, and she th- she was uncomfortable by it. It I is mean, uncomfortable. <laughs> so you're telling me I can get like 65, 70 grand a year, and all I got to do is keep this guy who can't control himself from running into referees or pulling a Tomlin? I'll go for that. You call me what you want. I'll take my paycheck. Well, I'm definitely not qualified for that position. I wonder what his name is. I mean, I'm sorry. It weirds me out. I don't know what else to say because I just don't understand how you can't you pay a guy to keep you from walking into people. I mean, I don't I don't get it. It's crazy. Here's the thing that I don't get. You're the head coach. You are the leader of the football team, leader of the franchise, leader of the university if you're Dabo. And you have to pay somebody to keep you under control. Well, what do the kids listen to when you tell them what to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, they listen, I have they to listen have, to the strength I'm, coach. I'm just saying somebody has to restrain me from getting overexcited. But if somebody hits you dirty on a plane, you hit them back and get a 15 yard penalty. I'm going to yell at you on the sideline. And then a guy will grab him by the waist and pull him back over there where he needs to be and say, sit down, my sweetheart. Crush that sweet ass. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'd be on the sidelines at the Super Bowl this week, and you two would have tickets to the game. If he had it his way, it would be Canadian Biggie. His, the guy's name is Ted Rath. Ted Rath. <laughs> He's, those <laughs> hips are definitely feeling the wrath, I assure you. <laughs> I just, Isn't there... What's the rat that used to play football in the NFL? The rat? I don't know. I don't remember a rat. I remember a wrestler in WCW called Rath. I remember him. <laughs> yeah. He used to be the Adam Bomb. I remember that. Like, I'd even use him a few times on the uh, on the PS2. He was a, he was a good big guy. He was yeah. a good big guy. I think it was PS2. So, I, the thing for me with McVeigh, though, is he looks like a kid that, like, walked out in the traffic and got lost. And, like, the parents swooped in to grab him real quick. That's all, like, yeah. I, like he completely loses his sense of self. What is he looking at? Like, Belichick ain't got, ain't got a guy. Could you imagine a guy coming up behind Belichick and grabbing him firmly by the waist and saying, Bill, you're going to get hit? <laughs> what would his response be, Biggie? It, it, I, don't know. I, you know, I appreciate it, Dale. We're just going to focus on the next play now. We're, we're going to yeah, – on to Cincinnati. <laughs> you guys remember what he said to Adam Phelan? It'd be about ten times worse than that. I agree. Adam Phelan, he's actually a pretty good football player. And, you know, you got to respect Minnesota. and they, they do a lot of good things up there. But, you know, right now we're focused on the game at hand and we're, we're looking forward to playing the Rams. And they're, they're going to be a challenge, but we're going to prepare and do our job. F-bomb, F-bomb, F-bomb. <laughs> Well, actually, in a press conference, I, I can't do the F-bomb because they'll find me. So instead, I just talk in a really quiet, subtle voice and just keep saying things that everyone already knows. But, you know, it keeps me sane. On to the Super Bowl. Chad, the mark, does it bother you that the thing that your team is most well-known for in, like, the last five years is a Bill Belichick clip? <laughs> oh, on to Cincinnati, baby. We're relevant. <laughs> You guys got big plans for the weekend? I know Super Bowl's on Sunday. Well, I think I'm going to hang out with Mr. Brown and watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. And I have uh, my, my nephew's uh, first uh, birthday party is on Saturday, so I'll be doing that. And that's it? Well, possibly. I don't really have any other plans. Are you forgetting something? Uh, no, I don't think I am. I, I have a... Uh... Nick Foe's jersey hanging right above your head that says otherwise. Oh, there is that. But you know what? I'm really even – I don't even think it's going to be that big a deal because I looked at the weather forecast, and I'm just glad I don't live where Canadian Biggie does. What's the weather going to be on Saturday? Right, it should be a balmy 45 degrees. I think it'll oh, be 40 around five. don't even count. Oh, come on. I mean – you know what? A bet's a bet, and you know I'm going to stick by it, and I'm going to do it. But I got to tell you, I'm feeling a little bit better because I think uh, tomorrow it's only going to be about five degrees. But I, I don't have to do it tomorrow. So what you're telling me is, come Saturday, 
Mr. Brown doesn't have to worry about what he talked about before with your arms flailing a certain direction because it'll be a balmy 40 degrees. What you don't understand, Biggs, is that they fill this pool up ahead of time. It's already filled up right now. So this 5 degrees is going to play a factor in what happens Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be 45 on Saturday, but it's still going to be froze over after after uh, Wednesday morning. I'm still thinking it's not going to be that, that bad. It's going to be fine. I'm looking forward to it. It's a good, you know, shout out to the Special Olympics. You know, we're going to raise some money, all that fun stuff. But uh, I, I'm not even anticipating a crowd now. Nobody's even going to come because it's not even going to be glamorous because of the heat wave. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm challenging all my friends and coworkers to come out and not only support the Special Olympics. It's a great cause. Also come out and support the uh, We Don't Know Sports Podcast group and uh, – I'm going to video it live and uh, see. He thinks it's not a big deal, but I'm going to record it live and see him cry like a little girl, and I'm going to have it all on uh, video and put it right here on the page for you guys to enjoy over and over again. All I know is the warmth of the Nick Foles jersey will protect me. Just keep saying that. It might come true. (laughs) You might actually believe it. Have you done any pre-gaming? Has there been any cold showers? Uh, not necessary. I'm I'm a, I'm a true champion. I'll be fine. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing this video. A good time will be had by all. We might even hang out afterwards at uh, Fireside or someone down there. See, so we got whiskey taco. We could do whiskey whiskey I mean, I taco. Whiskey taco. You'd have to take some uh, shots to get warm back up. Uh, you know what? If I need it, I know where I can go. Oh, absolutely. Sounds like a good plan. The mark known as Chad, have you decided your uh, attire other than the Fool's jersey for this day? I'm really looking forward to a Speedo. First of be. all, don't get creative with my name. You know, that's not necessary. Uh, and uh, the jersey is essentially going to hang down to my knees, so I'm just going to leave it to your imagination. I might be wearing nothing at all. So you're going to jump in with the jersey? Well, yeah, I mean, isn't that the thing? I gotta, I gotta rock the foals, right? No, I figure you would climb up there and like just cuss out Nick Foles and then strip off to your, uh, you know, your thong. Uh, you, know? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot wear the jersey into the pool, and on top of that, whatever comes out of my mouth, that's what I'll call you. Sometimes you'll have to edit it. There's no jersey. You got to take that jersey off when you jump in, or else that's cheating. I'll think about it. it it'll definitely hold the coldness though once he uh, hits it because. It's it's a, it's a thick jersey, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna weigh him down a little bit. I mean, part of me sitting there wondering if Cincinnati's gonna sign Nick Foles. So I mean, yeah, I might just need to embrace it now. That'd be a good start for you for the next five years of disappointment. <laughs> All right, so once again, everyone, come on out and watch the uh, event and see Chad with his hard nips. He said. They're like they will be hard. Pointy, I will, I uh, promise that. number two pencils, and uh, it's going to be scary sight for all of us. It's I good. think I think we're going to put a poll on the page for the viewers to uh, vote and say, will he take it like a champ what or will he flail his arms, cry like a little schoolgirl, and make a big scene of it? Because I'm going for the latter. Is so it going to be the macho man or the the silly goose? It, <laughs> I'm going with the goose. <laughs> Did you watch the Pro Bowl this weekend? No. <laughs> that's that's about all the answer I feel like giving to. The only thing I'll say about the Pro Bowl, I don't know who won, but I saw a meme about Jason Garrett having the best players and losing. That's the most I saw. So obviously, I mean, it's AFC won. But I mean, who who cares? Like, I mean, they who get, cares? Don't they win the coin toss in the Super Bowl now, or? They got home field advantage next year in the playoffs, or how's that work? Yeah, God, what's there's nothing, right? There's okay, absolutely so, nothing. So it's an absolute meaningless game. I've said it before, and I'm gonna say it again. It should be the two worst teams playing this week for the number one pick in the draft. That'd be get way more ratings than a Super Bowl, or, and then sorry, than a Pro Bowl. I agree. I mean, I didn't watch it. Did you watch the Pro Bowl? Absolutely not. Did you even watch the skills competition? I didn't even turn it on. No, is, I did not. It is the worst all-star spectacle in all of sports. It's the worst by far. How do you fix it? You don't. You you abolish it. Just get rid of it. Exactly. 
I mean, they don't even send the players to Hawaii now, so they don't even have that to look forward to. Why did they change that? Everybody, Orlando. Yeah. yeah, it's in Orlando. That's ridiculous. Do you guys think they would ever go back to what they did what, 50 years ago with a third-place game? I mean, that'd be interesting yeah. on a year like this where you feel like one team got screwed. It'd make them shut up if they lost again. Yeah. So you're saying the two losers? I would rather do do Mr. Brown's option with the uh, the Cardinals and the Raiders. No, we're not, we're not the second. Oh, who is? We're like the fourth or the fifth pick. What? Yeah. Who's second? It's uh, Cardinals, 49ers, Jets, Raiders. Yeah, you're at four. Cardinals, 49ers, Jets, Raiders. So, yeah. So, so Cardinals, 49ers, rematch, NFC West. We already saw them play twice a year. Now we get to watch them the third again. time. I'm but, sure they split. So, this time they're playing for uh, – who, who would they be? Who would be they drafting? Bosa. What's his name, Bosa? Bosa. Yeah, he's and definitely – he, he's the number one pick. Is what everybody's saying. But uh, I, I just – I'm done with the Pro Bowl. You're right. You can't fix it. There's nothing – I mean, look, the skills competition's fun and all that, but I, I just watched the highlights when it came on. I wasn't, like, trying to tune in for that. It's not like the three-point shootout. And I'm not being mean, but, like, today's athletes are so big, so strong, so fast. Do you really want to, like, tear something in a Pro Bowl? It's a violent sport. It ain't like basketball. It's not like baseball. You can still get hurt in those sports, don't get me wrong, but the, the probability of getting hurt is way higher. So do you want to jeopardize your career to play in a Pro Bowl? Do you remember uh, – I know Biggie does. Remember Robert Edwards? I do. Blew his knee out in a uh, game on the beach, Pro Bowl. He's a Pro Bowl running back uh, for the Patriots right before Tom Brady took over. And he was a thousand yard running back, I think. And they were on sand. Was it they were doing volleyball or something? Volleyball, sand volleyball. Yep. And his career pretty much ended. Yeah. If I were an NFL athlete making that amount of money, I wouldn't be interested in it. I did see one thing. I think it was Juju Smith Schuster must uh, tweaked his knee a little bit in the game on Sunday. It was raining. Uh, Turns out. Fine, so but like, so did Keenan Allen, who's had that's, a history. That's normal, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, just, it was a monsoon too. I heard. So I, I don't know who watches that thing. I, I'd love to see what the ratings are for it. I'm sure it's negative fifty. But oh yeah. well, you know what? We've made it this far, so now we got an exciting week. It is uh, Super Bowl Media Week. Everybody's down there, and uh, I know we got our spot on Radio Row. We won't be there till Thursday, but uh, we'll be coming live to you from the Super Bowl, right? We're there. You know it. Go Patriots. <laughs> no. But they're going to win anyway. But, yeah, I know next show we'll get into what we've left out for the past two weeks. We we got away from football because everyone's going to talk NFL for two straight weeks. We decided not to. But we're going to come back strong later this week with all our Super Bowl coverage and, and picks and, and all kinds of fun stuff. I was looking today at how many different things you can gamble on. So, right now, if you had to put money on – what color Gatorade the winner gets tossed on them? What do you go with? Yellow. The big money bet's on purple. It's got to be yellow. The mm. traditional lemon lime, baby. That is the favorite. That is the clubhouse leader. But Belichick, two time, the last two times he's won the Super Bowl, one was purple and one was the clear. It was just water. Oh, wow. So... You might be taking a gamble there. But so that's why if they the call Rams it. win, it'll be the normal yellow. <laughs> <laughs>